0: Welcome back to Living Free and Fulfilled. This is part two of a two part series with Dominique Laundrie about the secret to take back your life. If you missed part one, go back to episode 45 and listen to that first because we continue the conversation here in episode 46. All right, let's get going.
1: Sometimes
0: this can feel
1: for people who have, women who have lived their lives putting everyone else's needs ahead of their own, which is often that's the fastest way to get to a place that doesn't feel good, right?
0: Yep. Totally love that. I've been there. Right? Mm-hmm.
1: And so it can be a real like, you want me to do what? <laughs> you want me to ask myself in every moment what I prefer and sometimes choose that. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. If we can't do it for ourselves, then how don't we do it for our kids? Because They're going to, okay, I'm going to get emotional again. They're going, they're looking at us for how to live life. And if we martyr ourselves and take the, that gets handed to us without even asking ourselves what we want, they're going to do the same thing. So I say sometimes, okay, how about you live the life you would want your kids to live? How about that? Yes. Think of what you would want them to do and how you would want them to show up in their relationships, choose where they live, choose who they're going to spend the rest of their life with or the next part of their life with. Choose their careers and like, look, think of how, if you had a magic wand, how they would live their lives and how about you do that? How, because you can't control how they live their lives. But you absolutely can be sovereign over your own life. And that's like, to be an example to your children of how to create the life of their dreams, like, I don't know, that lights me up. That that lights me up. At moments when I think, ugh, why am I even bothering, right? Because things don't always go the way you want them to go. That's what makes really. life interesting.
0: I, I, this is what I say. If everything was perfect to be boring. We'd absolutely. be in like... Um, that pleasant movie where everything's just black and white and it's, you know, it's just yeah. boring. You know, there's the life brings this full spectrum of so many things. And I can totally relate to this idea of, you know, we're saying like, make a choice for you. Like what fulfills you? What do you need in this moment? What is right for you in this moment today? Right. And ask yourself that, but actually choose that. And for someone who is always putting everyone else's needs before their own, That can be really, really hard. And when I have moments um, where that part of me comes up, because, you know, we heal these parts of ourselves. But they still show up in the form of our ego or cyber that inner critic, right? In moments when I am like far too emotionally overstimulated, over sensory overload, like I am literally like, I can't hug you. I can't talk to you. I need to get away. Like I've locked myself in the closet, in the bathroom, (laughs) like with the kids out there, like banging on the door. And I'm like, I just need five minutes because I... I am emotionally overloaded, like literally in tears, too much stimulation, too much. And then my ego starts to come in like, you're hurting your kids. They just want to hug. You're hurting them and you can't give them a hug, right? But I literally, like my skin is crawling. My nervous system's having a reaction and it's this overstimulation and I need those five minutes to reset. So what I do is I take that thought and I say, No. I'm not hurting them. I'm teaching them that they get to create space for themselves when they need it. I'm teaching them that it's okay to choose themselves because then I come out after that five minutes and I say, okay, I'm sorry that you were upset. I needed some space to reset. Would you still like a hug? Because now I'm able to really give you a hug, right? So, So it's creating that space for yourself. And then going out, and just because a kid is a kid doesn't mean you can't explain to them at their level. I needed some space. I wasn't able to give to you what you needed in that moment. Now I can. You know, like that's teaching them that you have the power to choose, which is your ultimate power it's not about controlling the situation or controlling what other people do or how it turns out or what life brings to you. It's about having that power to choose in every single moment and then to choose again, mm-hmm. And again, and again, and again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And not to be afraid to, like, if you said no to something, the example you gave, you said yes to the massage therapist job, but say you had said no. Well, just because you said no to something doesn't mean like a lot of people be like, oh, well, I can't change my mind. I'm going to look weak or I'm going to look. No, we're constantly evolving and constantly changing and growing. And so what made sense to say no to at one point or yes to at one point, at some point, it'll make sense to say the opposite, but you're not going to know it unless you're listening and evaluating. It's a constant like the. The evaluation, so did you know this? I heard this um, not that long ago. And I think it was from Tony Robbins who said uh, um, when a plane um, is, it, I think even when it's on autopilot, but when it's flying from like, you know, point A to point B and it's, it, they have set a course to fly from point A to point B, that an airplane will fly off course like 80% of the time. And wow. so there's a constant so when i picture this line right from a to b and then i picture the plane flying and it i mean i'm doing this with my hands but like this this off course and then it course corrects and it goes back on course and then it over corrects too far and so right so there's this weaving and i think that's that's how life is meant to be lived you make the choice and then you like how do you know when to course correct because you've checked to see am i on course Am I on course to get from point A to point B, or if I keep going in, if I, if I keep going in the where I am right now, will it take me further off course? You'll end up, you'll be headed to, I don't know, New York, and you'll end up in Texas if you don't course correct. There's nothing wrong with being off course; it's normal. That was huge for me to know that you haven't made a mistake. Nothing has gone wrong. That's how life is meant to be lived. What's important is that you don't make it wrong. Like you don't, oh, there we go, we're off course. We're just gonna like what? We're just gonna we're gonna go to Texas anyway. No, we're gonna course correct because we're headed from you know Hawaii to New York. So if we're off course, first of all, we're gonna we're gonna check diligently, regularly, to make sure we're on course so that when we're off course and we will be we can take action sooner rather than later. And the course correction is easier. So we we'll, you know, we could use it with a marriage. We could use it with a job. We could use it with a diet. Like <clears throat> if you're monitoring your progress, getting from point A to point B. So you have, you have to have a point B. You, you always have to have a goal. Even if the goal it's, it's evolving and it's constantly changing, you need to have goals. That's why it's so important so that you know what the health there's a purpose to what you're doing, right? If you get in the plane and you're like, oh, well, I don't know where we're gonna go, but let's just start flying, like that's not gonna work, right? So it's this whole idea of, you know, <clears throat> you wanna, you want a successful marriage. You want, so you, you decide what that's gonna look like, right? What does that look like, a successful marriage? Okay. And then you live your marriage and you evaluate, you assess on a weekly basis, how's this week go? How are we feeling? That way, if you're off course, it's so much easier to correct. But if you never have a conversation, if you never evaluate how, are you happy in this marriage? How are we doing? Is this, is this marriage, is it meeting your expectations? Is, does it look the way you want to? Does it? Are we meeting the goals we had for this relationship? If you never have those conversations, you're not really gonna know you're off course until you're in freaking Texas. That's what happens with the job, with the, all the things you're like, this wasn't where I wanted to be. I didn't necessarily know where I was going, but it's, this isn't it. This for sure isn't it. So this idea of just keeping um, close watch, doing this this continual assessment and course correction and assessment and course correction, and that's how we get to where we're going in the easiest, the most effortless way. And it allows us to. That's how that's how you get to New York. So, if you are evaluating and course correcting your marriage as you go, that's what makes a successful marriage. But if you never check on it, if you never check to see if you're on course, you your marriage wakes up in Texas, and you're like, we can't this isn't." this isn't salvageable. Like there is no more course correction. It's not possible at that point. That's what, it's one of the things that in my mediation work, because of course, I mean, I was a family lawyer for 10, 15 years before I did mediation. And I would just represent one side with mediation. I work with both parties, both spouses, and I meet with them individually. So I get to hear, I mean, I get to hear have the best seat in the house during mediation because I they've taught me so much about what it takes to create a successful marriage because they've showed me how to get how a marriage dissolves how a marriage um goes off the rails and so you like you hear you can hear people saying like this it's not that they're not compatible it's not that they're not like this marriage was totally salvageable a while back, right? By the time they get to me, it's too late in mediation. But if they had just done some course corrections along the way, they wouldn't even be with a divorce mediator. And it's like that with, with the weight, with a job, right? If you if there's aspects of your job that aren't lighting you up, get curious about it. Like what about why do I why am I not excited to go to work on Mondays? What's going on? And then do something about it. Make a different choice. Try on different things. Anyway, it, it's it's shocking to me how simple it is. Now, it's not always easy, but it really is simple. It really is as simple as, you know, where am I? Where do I want to go? How do I get there? So you reverse engineer. You know, how, where do I have to travel to get there? And then you start executing the plan. And as you're executing the plan, you always keep in mind where you're going and you check to see if you're on course. And if you're off course, you adjust, you pivot. And and if along the way you're like, oh, we're halfway to New York and you know what? I, I'd like to go to, I don't even know what's west. <laughs> I'd like to go to Portland. Okay you get to go to Portland too, but you're going to do it consciously and deliberately. And you're going to be like, hmm, didn't know Portland was an option. I was headed to New York. What does Portland have? What does New York have? Yeah. Okay. Let's go to Portland. You get to change your mind, but you do it. There's a difference between doing it reactively and responsibly, right? Responsively. When you do it reactively, you're just, it's just more autopilot you're just dodging you're just dodging bullets but it's more autopilot but this idea of of it's really that simple it 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 really is and you know i think we we're talking about our our kids and what we're teaching them i think one of the reasons that so many of us live on autopilot and have for so long is that our parents did right that's why it's all we know so my hope is that the more women I can work with, the more I can share this message of living deliberately and living consciously and l- living life your way. the more we can hammer that home, the better chance our kids of having to like, go what that that is the only way what autopilot what are you talking about right
0: absolutely I totally agree and and um, you know it can be as simple as at the end of the day, or in the morning or even midday, you literally just take that time to pause and sure. connect inward and say, "Hey, how do I feel right now am am I enjoying? is this is this pleasant? Is this unpleasant? You know, am I irritated? Am I stressed? Okay, well, where's that coming from? Do I want this in my life? Do I still want to head to New York and I'm feeling this stress, or is it time for me to go and head to portland right and and the The end point doesn't necessarily have to be something specific like New York or Portland. The end point can be, I am going to live a joyful life. I'm going to live a fulfilled life. I'm going to live a life that is aligned with me in each and every day, right? And it's just about that pausing to reflect, to be awake with yourself so that you know, like, no, this isn't isn't working for me anymore. Okay, well, what are my options here? What choice can I make to go in the direction of what's working for me now, today? And it's also so important to do that because it's not just about being an autopilot, but, but you change. We mm. change and we evolve over time. Mm. and We learn continuously. Things. Continuously. Mm. And so by being awake and doing that check-in where you're just asking yourself those simple questions, you are getting to know yourself over and over again. So you can actually make the choices that align with you in that moment. Because when you were 20 is different than when you're 30 and when you're 40 and when you're 50 and Mm -hmm. so on and so on. And Mm -hmm. even different from when, you know, last month to this month. Mm -hmm. So really, Mm -hmm. I think everything we've said in the podcast, I think we could say that the secret to taking back your life is waking up. And asking yourself those questions and continuously making choices.
1: For sure. And you know what? You know what one might be one thing to offer your listeners? Um, because I always worry that this is daunting, right? Like this idea that it's a good news, bad news, right? You get to create exactly the life you want. And the bad news is you get to create exactly the life you want. You're like, holy shit, well then that's a lot of responsibility, right? Like, well, sometimes I think it's easier when we think we don't have a choice because then we get to choose a responsibility. Those options uh, transfer the responsibility to us and it can seem daunting, especially when you're thinking in terms of like, you know, especially, I don't know if you're, well, I don't know if it'd be easy if you're 25 or 55 to think like, really, really this, I actually get to create whatever I want. It can feel daunting. I'd like to take it right down into the micro. So it's, yes, it's important to think about what you want your life to look like on a, like sort of like on a weekly and a, like on a daily, weekly, monthly, annual basis. That's what I invite my clients to do. Like really when you're creating a blueprint for your life. But for today, just for today, say you have a, a coffee date with a friend planned for this afternoon. What do we do? We're like, "Oh, we're going to have coffee with Jane. Fantastic. You haven't seen Jane for a while." I'm going to like you you go, you have coffee with Jane, and oh geez, look at the time. I have to go and you, and you leave and you're like, "Shit, I meant to ask Jane about her new job." Or I meant to ask Jane about her mother. And I forgot. Why? Because I wasn't deliberate. So before you go have coffee with a friend, What if you asked yourself, what if you set an intention and said, what's one thing I want to have accomplished during this coffee date? By the end of the coffee date, when I look back on it, what's one thing that I will wish that I will feel good for having done? Now that could be just, you know, she's been having a hard time, so I'm just going to go and I'm just going to listen. That's okay. It can be whatever you want it to be. There's no wrong answer, but the difference is When you get to the end you're going to feel sovereign but you're going to feel like first of all you're you're gonna you're gonna feel like good about how you showed up because you asked yourself beforehand how do i want to show up for jane and then you'll do that we don't not do those things because we're assholes. we 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 just don't stop to ask ourselves we don't do it deliberately. And so that's one of my favorite things. That's one of the ways I played with this early on is to be like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm, I've got, I've got a new client that I'm going to meet for the first time, or, um, I don't know, I'm going to go meet my kids teachers. It doesn't matter who it is or what the context it's to be like, I haven't, I'm going into this event. How do I want to show up? What's one thing when I look back on it, that I will feel good about having? I don't know if "accomplished" is too big of a word because that you know it doesn't have to be big. It can just be what's going to make me feel good about this at the end, and do that, and see how that feels. That's the stuff that you're like, oh, like it feels completely different, and all of a sudden you're like, where else can I do that? Right?
0: Absolutely, and that's that's like the small moment where you wake up, you choose to wake up, and the more often you do those small moments the more mm. often you're awake in your whole life. Mm. and the like small you-
1: moments are everything. The small yeah. moments are everything.
0: Just like you said, what did you say in the beginning of your sunset? It's the micro. It's like,
1: the micro defines the macro.
0: Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it is daunting to look at your whole life, right? Daunting to say, I'm going to be awake for my whole life. But if you're like, this moment when I go have coffee with Jane, I am mindfully choosing this is my intention. Right. And, and what happens is you create that pathway in your brain and the more you choose it in those small Mm. moments, the more you travel that pathway and the more likely you are to choose that pathway again when you're in the moment. So you're not just reacting, but you're actually choosing. Yes. Yes. So, so our action step for you is to take small moments of mindful choices of being awake and making that mindful choice. So when you do that this week, go onto Facebook or Instagram and tag us, sharing your mindful moments. And let us know what you are doing to be mindful in that moment. Just a small moment and you can get all the information to tag us down in the show notes, as well as how you can find more information about Dominique. Cause she is so amazing. So excited mm-hmm. that she was on the podcast today and we could have all this valuable conversation um, today. So thank you listener for being here. Thank you, Dominique for being here and bringing all this value. Um, and I am sure you'll be back on the podcast again. So, Thank you again for being here. And listener, if you are enjoying the podcast, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes and love to hear a review from you. Just let me know how you're feeling about the podcast and if you want to hear about anything specific. So thanks a lot. See you next week.